This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I rise in support of this amendment, which would increase slash decrease funding to express that the Office of Personnel Management should renew the security clearance of David Grush. See, Mr. Grush formerly served as the Reconnaissance Office representative to the UAP task force from 2019 to 2021. He recently testified before Congress claiming that partial fragments and even intact vehicles have been found for decades by the federal government, our allies, and defense contractors. According to Mr. Grush, Objects and vehicles retrieved are of, quote, exotic origin based on the vehicle's morphologies and material science testing and the possession of unique atomic arrangements and radiological signatures. Mr. Grush also told us that the U.S. is in possession of non-human spacecraft and dead pilots. And finally, Mr. Grush told us that he has spoken with the intelligence officials whom the U.S. military had briefed on, quote, football field-sized aircrafts, that the U.S. government transferred some crashed UAPs to a defense contractor, and that the intelligence officials were also briefed on malevolent activity from extraterrestrial beings. Now, of course, all of this is very interesting to me and a number of my colleagues on the Oversight Committee. And my first question, when, when I had an opportunity for Mr. Grush, was to say that those are pretty incredible claims. But I'm from the show me state, you're gonna have to show me. And I requested specifics, information, which could not be uh, conveyed in that hearing, not in a secure setting. And unfortunately, he's unable to provide us with any supporting evidence to back up his claims because his security clearance has lapsed. Now, my understanding is that Mr. Grush did go through the proper channels here by turning over classified information to the IC Inspector General. And he ultimately filed a complaint to the IC Inspector General alleging that the information that he presented to the IC has been illegally withheld from Congress. So I'd like to know more about these claims and so would a number of my colleagues on both sides of the aisles. Gentleman yields questions on the amendment offered by the gentleman from Missouri. Those in favor say aye. Those opposed, no. In the opinion of the chair, the ayes have it. The amendment is agreed to. You have fallen into Event Horizon with John Michael Godier. Representative Eric Burleson, welcome to the program. It's great to be on. 
Our representative, literally minutes ago, you were able to get past a reinstatement of the security clearance of David Grush, who gave some rather astonishing testimony to Congress recently. Now, where does it go from here? Can you now get Mr. Grush into a skiff, into a classified safe environment to discuss his claims in, in further detail? This is one of the first steps, but we are like there, there's a there's another effort tandem to this where we're trying to get at least the inspector general to release to to release to us Grush's comments and his 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 entire report, so that he had submitted to the inspector general. And if we can get that, that we're getting quite a bit of information. And then I would I would prefer that when we then have the hearing with Grush again in a skiff after that so that we can ask uh, questions based on what we've read. I see. So you can do follow-ups based on the uh, report itself. Now, are you seeing any sort of pushback in these efforts and trying to get closer to this? Yeah, I think there's generally this sense of no one is, is responsible for UAPs. No one's responsible for tracking down reports. It's just, and, and what we what I what we continually hear is, it's just not what our it's not in the mission of our agency to do that. I mean, that might be true, but uh, that's kind of, that's often where we get the first pushback. When it comes to asking for Grush to get into the hearing, uh, I, I think Birchett was the one that made the request and has been denied. And the excuse that was given is that he his security clearance has lapsed. Therefore, I'm just trying to eliminate the objection, or at least this objection, and then hopefully, if we can do that, then we can get him in the hearing. But if not, then we'll start seeing where the that this is complete pushback. They don't want us to know what's going on. Now, the question is, though, is is money being spent on it, public funds um, being spent on some sort of program related to this or whatever it may be, but yet there's no accountability for it. Is that, is that sort of what you're seeing? I, I certainly think that there are, of all the things that Grush said, the one thing that I can believe for certain, and I, I'm not saying that I don't believe everything he said, I'm saying that I'm a skeptic, uh, but what I'm not a skeptic about is government waste and government spending. And I think that it's very it's very easy to see how the the, the method that he talked about where where some of the contractors overbill and are allowed to overbill so that they can work on the next projects. I I have no I have a feeling that that's that that's probably likely happening. Overbilling in itself, though, is sort of, I mean, that's questionable. You know, there's no way you could paint that as anything except questionable. Yeah. And the problem is that anything, if we, if this is, if this activity is happening in the private sector, then it, it makes it impossible for Congress to get access to what, what's happening. Thoughts on the Senate legislation uh, sponsored by Schumer that basically tries to get everything into the open and shine some sunshine on these private contractors that might be holding unusual materials, we'll call it that. No, that would be fantastic. I, I'm all for transparency. I, want, I think that the American people deserve to know. The government doesn't, is, is not their parent. The government works for, for the people. And we owe it to the people to be transparent and, and to let them know where the money's being spent and what's happening. You know, I, and I think that so you've heard me and my testimony and what I've said before, which is that 
I personally, based on what I have, you know, just from my worldview and what I've so far seen and heard, I, I have yet to be convinced that what we're seeing is, is an alien species from another solar system somewhere, you know, light years away. I, I have a hard time believing that. I think it's more likely that what we're seeing is more advanced technology that's being generated here on Earth. Now, it could be very likely that at one point in time, a long time ago, maybe something did crash and that, that we're reverse engineering it. But that's not I haven't. I just, I have, I just have a hard time believing that narrative. So I think the most likely narrative is that what we're seeing, I mean, look, the SR-71 Blackbird was invented, what, 1950s, 60s? That thing was amazing. It was, it was created with a slide rule. There was no computers. These engineers did not have AI to, to test things out. They, 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 they made it, and it was a badass plane, right? Went mock, near Mach 4 and was so fast that, the, that no missile could take it down. Just absolutely remarkable. And the, we didn't know about it until the 80s, okay? Now, that, that amazing aircraft is now what? How many, like, that happened how many years ago? Yeah, that aircraft is older than I am. Right. And so to me, to suggest that, that our, our, you know, our commercial industry, that, that they've not been able to make advancements on propulsion or aviation in the last 60, 70 years, in my opinion, is just, I, I just don't buy it. Especially given the fact that we live in an era, we live in an age where we have AI computers, okay, we have we have quantum computers, which that is like just even understanding how a quantum computer work works is mind blowing. Uh, we have we've discovered and proven quantum entanglement. Okay, we have discovered the Higgs boson particle, which is the which is the gravitational field. The Higgs field is the gravitational field, and we discovered that what ten years ago. It's been almost ten years since the Higgs boson was discovered. So, I say all that to say. We have had these amazing discoveries, these amazing advancements, and then we, we, we think that the only way that, to just to explain some of the things that we're seeing is to say that there's no way that that's, that's, that, that was generated here on this planet. There's no doubt. There's no doubt that, that a lot of this is going to be black projects and things like that. The thing is, is that you as a member of Congress, can they tell you that? Can they say, yeah, we've got some stuff, but uh, we can't really, we don't want this out there publicly. So do you think that might be what you're dealing with is a, a sort of reluctance to release information on highly classified, highly advanced systems that we've developed? It, it, that's, what, that's what I suspect that it is. I think there's a reluctance to, and, and it's a, if, look, if they've discovered a way to manipulate the Higgs field and, and use an aircraft to do it, that, that would be a game changer. And you would not want that technology to end up in the wrong hands. And so I can see why uh, you would want to keep that under you know, severe lock and key. But that's not – let me say this. I'm not – everything I've said to you guys is stuff that I have is, – is content that I've learned outside of a secure setting – it's just my speculation based on the, the things that I have seen and or, or just rationalized through. Sadly, 
in the secure settings, we, we can't like, I feel like we walk in with, we walk out with less information that we did when we walked in. It's, it's really almost, we learn nothing in those settings because they, they generally don't have anything to tell us. So does it strike you though, that, that they just either simply don't know or that they just are so compartmentalized and all that stuff with the, with the black projects that they, no one person that you're likely to talk to in a secure setting would actually know the whole picture. I mean, could it simply be that? Yeah, I think that there's certainly, they're compartmentalized, even, even like the, the inspector general's office, who is supposed to have a purview over the entire Department of Defense, they if they still don't have the mission, like within their mission, it's not their job and their authority to ascertain what they're working on. Uh, if that makes sense. No. Yeah. Continue. Continue. And so the so we, we we haven't been able to identify who actually might know where what 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 is going on, and but I think that uh, we've got another inspector general hearing that's coming up. Um, and then in addition to the uh, inspector general for the Department of Defense now is going to have a, a another meeting in the SCIF with us where they're going to allow us to read the Grush report. Now, there has been talk. Now, so David Grush is only one guy. So have you heard of anyone else coming forward that wants to talk to you in a secure setting and not publicly that might corroborate what he's saying? Has, has there been any contact or is it still simply his account? Um, so far, we haven't, I haven't heard of anyone else. Now, there was the gentleman that, that was a whistleblower, what was it, 10 years ago, 15 years ago? I'm forgetting his name. But, but, but I think that we could verify some of the things that Grush has said with with another witness if we have another hearing but we haven't had anybody that's currently active in in the in the department of defense or the pentagon that can come that's blowing a whistle that i know of at this time my hope is that they see our aggressiveness in defending grush and making sure that he has protections as a whistleblower that that will send a message to others that it's safe to that the water is warm safe to come into the water Indeed. Now, another national security issue that could be hiding in this is if we've been leapfrogged by another nation state, whoever that might be, and that we're actually seeing their technology and that we've fallen behind. Is that a concern here in Congress that maybe something like that is going on? I, I think that we, we, we you can't eliminate that from, from your thinking, but based on everything that I know, I, I don't believe that the other countries are advanced enough to do I don't think that they're they're a bit too busy reverse engineering are the planes that we have that are declassified right now, and so I, I have I would have a hard time believing that that they are that they that they leapfrogged us. Now you mentioned uh, recently about a propulsion system that maybe something like that was found. Now was that based on Grush's testimony or did you hear something else? If I remember right, Grush did talk about just in theory. He threw out a particular propulsion system. But what I'm saying is it's clear based on watching these objects from the videos. And this is where I this is where what I'm saying is that I I do not discount and I do not discredit the videos that these pilots have taken and the footage that they have. And if you watch those those videos, like, for example, the Tic Tac, it is, you know, it clearly is 
operating and moving through airspace in a different way than, than a jet engine would or, or anything else. And so I, I think that to me, that suggests that there has been some advancement. So I think you only have to come to the conclusion that that is real and that thing is real and the footage is real. And clearly it's, it's alien advanced technology or it's us. And I, I'm of the latter. I believe that it's probably us. And, and I, I go back to what I t- said about the Higgs boson and other, other discoveries that we've had in the last 60, 70 years that would suggest to me that what the, how, long, how, old is the, how old is the jet engine? It's like 100 years old. The jet, the discovery of the jet engine is, is, is it's like, I mean, just to assume that we haven't discovered anything in that long period of time, I, I, I highly doubt. You know, you, you mentioned the Higgs field. I mean, that would be manipulating mass, essentially, if you could start tweaking that. And, I mean, that that alone is a game changer. If you can do that, you can do, you know, you can make a UFO. If you just have that technology, if it's indeed proves to be possible. So who's to say? Because we won't find out. <laughs> we won't find out what the Tic Tac was for another 50 years in that event. Think about the fact that, like, the you you know Oppenheimer is out right the, the movie. Think about the fact that they it was what five years after the discovery of nuclear fission that they that they that they created the bomb the nuclear bomb, right? So it went from theory to practical function within five years and changed the world. And so to so that's what I'm I'm kind of just saying. Okay, Higgs field is discovered ten years ago. Something. Someone has to have found some practical way of, of manipulating the Higgs field. We, we can manipulate all the other fields, the electromagnetic field, and every, every particle of, a, of an atom, quarks, electrons, they're all, they all operate in a field and, and, and can be manipulated. And so the question is, how do you do it? And that really opens up questions to the future. We don't know everything about physics. The picture is still incomplete, and therein may hide things that other people have discovered that they can't tell anybody about, but that's what a black project does. <laughs> you know, it's supposed to do that and push envelopes. And I think that's an interesting angle is that, yeah, maybe this this sort of thing represents something we're doing, which I actually find that reassuring because it means that the U.S. stays <laughs> relevant and on top, you know, if there are such technologies. But it's mind-blowing, especially when you start getting into things like yeah and i think that the, the to be so i'll tell you this story though but like i i learned that that the, the private sector developed hypersonic missile technology like american private sector did a long time ago and when they presented it to the pentagon or the department of defense they there was they turned down funding the development or the purchase of of these hypersonic missiles they didn't think that there was a use for them well, here we are now, that technology was leaked to other countries. And now that is the one thing that I, I do know of that we are behind the curve. And it's because, not because they invented it, it's because they stole the designs of the United States or of, com- of, an Amer- of American companies and are able to create them in their country. So I would be afraid. I think what it, whatever it is that the United States is working on, we need to double our security efforts and i and i understand like they don't want to tell a lowly member of congress 
because that that it, that provides you know here's 435 members we can't keep a secret this, this building we have a conference meeting and the speaker literally will say do not tell the press x y and z and as he's saying it there people are tweeting or, the, or they're texting the press and some of them will have the press on their phone and so there i can understand why why they would want to be very cautious about releasing any information to congress but but then the other side of this is that we have a du- we're duty bound to uh, to the american people to 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 know what's happening with their dollar so how do you deal with that i mean do you just do it with committees and things like that and just sort of shrink down the number of people that that know and get security clearances as members of congress and things like that is that how they deal with that yeah, I think they. Yeah, they do. There's like a, a group of people. They call it the Gang of Eight, and it's basically the Speaker, and then the Intelligence Chair, and then then the Senate side as well, and all these top people that they they are the ones that get the most secure updates. Now that being said, one of the interesting things that I've learned since being up here is that as a member of Congress, we qualify for the highest level of security clearance, but. No matter who you are or how much how qualified you are, it still has to be a need to know. So if you don't have the need to know, they're, they're not required to disclose anything to you, regardless of it's skiff or not. And so which which makes it's really kind of a hypothetical. But the question is, you know, sometimes we have these presidents who have come in, like Obama said that he he asked to see you know, the little green men and he asked to see the UFOs and they said that does it, it's not, they told Obama or at least what he told, well, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel or somebody on late night TV was that it didn't, he was disappointed it didn't exist. But the question is to the, to the um, deep state, to the intelligence community, did he have a need to know? I don't know. Well, the president throwing out a hypothetical, but I mean, that, but that's what my question is. I don't, I'm not sure. I have a feeling if there, if literally, if alien technology and we are communicating with aliens and it's such, it's so deep and it's such a secret program, if it is, if it is happening, it's that, that secret, I don't think they would even tell the president. Well, there's always been rumors that they told some presidents, like Reagan, but not others, and they view them as temporary employees. And that may defeat need to know right there is that if you're going to be leaving government and it's not a you know career thing, then and you get term limited out, then why should you know? And I wonder if they, the deep state, really thinks in that in those terms. Do you have any indicator of that that they just sort of see elected officials as temporary employees? Yeah, I think so. No, I would say I, I was a state legislator, and I and I and in Missouri we had term limits, and it was really bad in in a state legislature with term limits because they know that you the clock is ticking on anybody that's a problem to their department, and so they they can just wait you out. But up here, the fact that we don't have term limits that might be one one of the few few good things about not having term limits is because is that you're not uh, the bureaucracy can't set a uh, expiration date on you. Now, oversight. So regardless of how classified something is and how sensitive it is, there has to be some oversight somewhere. So what what entity is watching over any program like this, a back engineering program or something like that? Is there any entity that, that 
can take a look at it and give you a different answer than asking directly? I don't know. I think that that whoever I, and we're we're trying we're asking those questions right now. We're trying to get find out who that might be at this point in time. Now, in regards to Russia's statements, now these are these are very very weighty statements. You know, they're difficult to believe, and they even went so far as to suggest the recovery of biological materials and things like that. It does seem to be a lot to to digest. <laughs> but my question here is: Could it all just be some misinformation campaign? We'll send the Chinese and Russians on a wild goose chase, thinking that we have alien technology. Could it just simply be that? It could. It could be. It could be a um, an effort to convince Congress to spend more money to, to play catch up, right? So it could be that that's the, what the what the plan is, and so you never know. Representative Burchett has mentioned the idea of a select committee to look deeper into this. What would be the advantage of that? So going back to what I said about the need to know, if we, and I, I, it's my hope that Mike Johnson gives Burchett the select committee with a mission to determine the the veracity of of UAPs and UFOs, and that that therefore we would have the we would have the need to know as a committee. I see. So that that's the mechanism for attempting to do that is to get the need to know through that the formation of that committee. What's the time frame? When do you think guys think you can get this done? I, you know, of getting the committee created. Yeah, just getting the getting getting the committee going, getting the ball rolling. I mean, who knows how long it could take after that, or what it would be uncovered. You know, just just how long can uh, do you think it'll be before we see the committee itself forming up and beginning to collect information? I don't know. That's a question for Mike Johnson. I know that. I have made an appeal to him. I know others have made an appeal to him to request that, and we'll see. I think he's focused. He's laser focused. I mean, he's just he just came into the job, and he's laser focused on on the the deadline that's coming up, the appropriation deadline, and so he's trying to avoid a government shutdown. He's he's juggling a lot right now, and in in addition, he's got that. We have the Biden investigation that's happening, and so I think the speaker, generally speaking. It, it to them this is low this is a low priority compared to some of the other things that that are going going on yeah. I think that but I think that there is a case to be made to, with speaker Johnson and I think that he is a he's a he's a very genuine and authentic person and I don't think that he, I mean, he certainly is not captive by the swamp or the deep state I don't think that he has any interest in protecting it if you will but I and so I think that I would, if I was a betting man, I would bet that he eventually, within the next weeks to months, um, creates a select committee. Now, there's a sort of an elephant in the room, and it's Arrow, which was set up at behest, the behest of Congress to investigate aerial phenomenon, unexplained aerial phenomenon. And recently, the director, Sean Kirkpatrick, is retiring and leaving and saying some interesting things, you know, <laughs> for sure. What is your thoughts on that program? Is it? I think what I'm asking is, is it not broad enough to catch all of this stuff? And then its only mission is to look at current unexplained stuff. Do you think that the mission of Arrow should be broadened to cover even more than that. I do. And I think that, for example, you can take, I think that what we need to do is, is to research historical footage and photos because we're getting, I was, I was just in a cybersecurity hearing on deep fakes and deep fake technology. 
And I think we're, we're very soon going to enter into an era in which there's going to be doubt on anything that you see online, whether it's real or not. And so I think that we're likely going to start seeing a lot of UFO videos that are coming out that are going to be created on somebody's computer that are going to look real. They're going to look great. But, but the question is, um, and I think that that's it, the, the job of Arrow is going to get worse. That's why I try to stress them in the committee. You should be looking at archived photos going back, but sadly they are, they're only committed to going forward. Yeah. Deep fake technology is disturbing <laughs> because it's just only going to get better and it's going to be indistinguishable. The thing is, is that does the government, various branches of the government keep data that long. In other words, can we go back to 2004 and look at the rate, you know, the radar records of the USS Nimitz or something like that? Or has that simply been erased? I mean, how do you how do you get old data out of the government if they even still have it? I think they do still have that old radar data. I don't I couldn't say for sure. But they I, I think that that that's what I'm kind of alluding to is that you can go you can take like if you identify an object and you have a radio, uh, radar signature, why can't you take AI and, and use that to go, to go backwards in time and look for that same signature throughout anywhere else that's been picked up by radar? And then and you, get, you gather a lot of information from that. So those are the kinds of things I would, I would want Arrow to be working towards. But uh, as I said, I was disappointed to learn that they really, everything is all from this point forward. Now, my last question for you is this. If this did turn out to be a technology of alien origin that just serendipitously landed in our lap, so to speak, should the public be told? I mean, that's or should we keep that secret until we actually know how it works? I think the public should know. I, I, I believe that something that's this life changing, that is uh, that alters a worldview, most people's worldview, I think, is is. I think it's unacceptable to withhold that from the American people and so, or from the world. Now, as far as the technology, if we, if we have discovered some advancement, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean we have to make that technology available. And, and, ha- and I think we should do everything we can to, to lock down any, any of the information that, or discoveries that we've made. But I do, but I, I believe that if, if we, if we do discover that there is, that this points towards some, extraterrestrial being then i then i think that we owe it to the world to tell them all right representative thank you for your time and i wish you great luck in getting to the bottom of this whatever may be there thank you appreciate you when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply